Sims, you're now tuned in to another opinionated episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, covering every topic in the world of gaming that we can think of. Gaming is our passion, and podcasting is our profession. Celeb and Bolts podcasting since 2011. The Second Opinion Podcast starts now. Well, 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 the week is finally here. The weekend is here, and E3 week is bleeding into it. <laughs> it reminds me of this one time. Her name was Cheryl, right? What? Bleeding into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so usually around this time of the year, we'd be traveling to California and covering E3 um, in person. But, of course, as you guys know, we still can't do that, but... E3's digital event is happening this weekend, along with many other announcements, and we got some great topics to talk about today. I mean, you know, we really could go, but just E3 is not as big as it used to be, so <laughs> they're just it's like... A digital the, event. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like gonna, you just sit outside of the convention It's going to be center. digital from now on. Yeah. No, I disagree. I think next year it's going to be a full event. I'd be really surprised if they didn't. If, if everything's open back up 100%, then no question. But... Uh, Anyway, move it from California. Uh-huh. As long as they move it from California, I you know they actually talked about moving it from California. They, they talked about put moving it in it. Iowa. They, <laughs> <laughs> they talked about moving it to Vegas because it's been in Vegas before. So that would be great. That would be cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, nothing would ever get done because everybody <laughs> would be out all yeah. the time. Oh yeah. They'd be like, well, "Aren't we supposed to have a meeting?" Yep. He was at Little Darlings again last <laughs> night until like four a.m. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we got a great episode for you. Episode two, or my God, every week I do it. Episode 327 of the Second Opinion Podcast, joined by my partner in crime, Bolts. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, bro. How are you? You know how it is. You know how it is. We know how to do. Ooh. Well, before we get into this very news-filled episode of the podcast... Well, it's news-filled how you really look at it. it shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it's information you care about, then you're we've got you covered. We got you covered. <laughs> um, but uh, so let's go ahead and talk about what, do we, what have we what been gaming? What have we been gaming, Bolts? What have we been gaming? MLB The Show 21, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and I have currently and restarted playing Elder Scrolls Legends again. Um, yeah. Yeah, bro. Um, I haven't touched really anything since I got Mass Effect, um, so I'm, I've been going pretty hard. I think, I think I'm totally into like 170 hours at this point, so it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Um, I love it. Uh, it looks exceptionally exceptionally good uh they they really did a a masterful job on the on the on the remaster they really did i'm mm -hmm. very very impressed so um it's just we're living good times man just reliving the good times um mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on mass effect 3 like i said and i'm slowly diving into it and i'm, I'm slowly getting to the uh to the point where i just have to make my uh my first emotional decision it's not actually a decision. It's just something you can't really prevent, but it's emotional as shit. So yeah. um, I'm preparing myself for that. And uh, that's about it, man. Yeah. That's about it, bro. Okay. Um, well, gaming-wise, I've been uh, I've been playing a lot of Warzone, playing uh, Black Ops Cold War. Um, also, 
Uh, I've been playing through um, uh, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection, um, which is fantastic, or Ghouls and Ghosts Resurrection. It's one of them. I can't remember the full title of it, but looks fantastic. And then I've been playing Ratchet and Clank Into the Nexus today. What's that? Uh, fantastic looking game. You saw some of the gameplay while I was in there playing it. Um, it just plays really well. It's super smooth. Um, I know you only saw a little tidbit of it, but what did you think about? The um, no, no, it, no. Gra- graphically, it looked it looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to play it to understand and see how the game physics felt and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but what was really cool. You, whenever it would zoom in into um, into Ratchet's uh, uh, face, mm-hmm. you could actually see the fur and stuff on his oh, face. Yeah, it was man. it was job well done. Job well done. Yeah. So um, playing through it, I think I'm uh, roughly about an hour to two hours into the game so far. There is three different performance modes on there or graphics modes on there to where you can either do um, like full quality and it's like, you know, ray tracing, 4K, whatever else that drops it to 30 frames per second to really hone in that quality. You can get performance RT, which has a little bit lower resolution, has 60 frames per second. The ray tracing and uh, VFX um, are a little bit better. And then you can have just the regular performance mode, which drops the ray tracing from the game, makes the quality of the game look a little bit better, and then also boosts the game to 60 frames per second. So, But it looks and plays so, so good. And what's really cool about the game, too, is how the DualSense reacts while you're doing some of the stuff you're doing. You know, you can hear a lot of the different little noises and stuff from the guns and the environment like in your controller yeah um and it's it's just a wild ride so far i can't wait to dive into it a little bit more and i've also been playing chivalry 2 brought to you by torn banner studios so i am doing a review of this and i will also be doing a live stream of this this weekend not only to celebrate e3 but to give away a code for the game so uh, I'm doing my review, and during my live stream, I'm going to be giving away a PS5 version of the game. Chivalry is like Call of Duty set in medieval the, uh, times. And are, there, are there people out there that have PS5s? Or there, there's, there's some. There's, there's, I there's think, few, you know, there's okay. at least 15 of them. Uh, <laughs> but it is... Uh, it is great, man, and uh, it, it really is a, a fun game. It's really crazy, quirky, um, and it's it. You have to use strategy on it too, because it's not just like you know hit square and X or triangle or whatever to swing your sword. Like if you have three people in front of you at one time and you have like a heavy axe and you're trying to defend and and attack at the same time, like while you're blocking, you let go of the block button then you have to hit r2 to swing and if it's swinging to the right then you need to swing your uh joystick to the right to make sure that it gets as much damage as possible across all three of the Hmm. attackers um and it's really cool same thing with doing like a a downward swing you need to like actually swing down at the same exact time but it's really fun and i've been playing the i think the night class and the archery class a lot so um, you can play the game in first person or third person. I think there's a total of like seven levels available right now. I'm sure there's going to be more DLC coming eventually. But the game is super cheap, bro. It's only $39 for the base version of the game, $49 for the deluxe edition. And with games going up in price, if you're just looking for something kind of fun to play, there's a 
64 player mode there's a 40 player mode and then there's a free for all mode available and then if you want to if you need to practice as much as you can you can practice in the offline mode as well with up to like 32 players or whatever and um it's really a great game so definitely make sure to check back soon for my review um but with that being said today we have some great topics to talk about and I am so excited for some of these topics. Um, Bolts, why don't you talk about the first topic? The first topic is next Rainbow Six game gets a new teaser and title. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Tom Clancy, um, Ubisoft original game, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, um, is just basically a teaser. That's exactly what it is. Mm. Um, it doesn't show much uh, at, at all. Um, if anything, um, if, if you recall back in 2019 of E3, um, it was called Rainbow Six Quarantine. Um, but Tom Can Clancy fans, you've got to know one coming around the corner. They will show a full gameplay reveal during the E3 and then the upcoming week or so. So we will definitely get a bigger, a bigger glimpse of what the next Tom Clancy game will be about. But of course, a huge following for Tom Clancy games. So it's just around the corner and we'll see it. Yeah, and it looks really exciting. I mean, it, it, I guess it's like a infection-style game. I think originally when they came up with it, it was supposed to be like DLC for Rainbow Six Siege. Yes, yes, it was. Um, but now it's just its own standalone game, which is going to be really cool. Um, and I'm sure we're, we're going to see that in the uh, Ubisoft Forward uh, press event. Um, but I'm really excited for it. Um, I've actually downloaded Rainbow Six Siege on my Xbox and I just haven't had a chance. Where'd you, where'd to, you download that at? Yeah, Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, you did. Yeah, That's you right. did. Yeah, you did. did. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it it looks, I don't know, it, it looks interesting. Let's say that. I don't know exactly how they're going to play it out. If they're going to do it to where it's like regular Rainbow Six gameplay, and then at the same time you have to take on zombie hordes and, and or infected hordes or whatever. Right. You know, but it does look interesting. It looks, uh, it looks really... Uh, like something different, a good change of pace to the series. Um, but there's a lot of fans out there that have really loved um, Rainbow Six Siege. So, um, but like I said, there is a uh, there is um, more news for this game coming up soon in the Ubisoft Forward press event, and I'm sure there's going to be more than just Rainbow Six. I'm sure, hopefully, we're going to get some new Assassin's Creed news. Um, and some other stuff as well. I don't really know. Um, I don't really know if I'm ready for another Assassin's Creed right now. I've, I've yet to beat Valhalla, yeah. so I really don't know if I'm. You know, I I am probably to that point where it's like, all right, let's take a break. Yeah. Uh, because because when I play Assassin's Creed, you know, I log multiple hundreds of hours into the game itself. Mm -hmm. And like I said, um, um, I was I, I finally had dove back into Valhalla. I was about 85 hours in. And then, of course, Mass Effect got released. So that took up all of my time. Um, so I'm actually ready to finish Mass Effect 3 so I can get back to Valhalla so I can get to uh, to the new DLC that was really re recently released. Uh, Wrath of the Druids, I believe. Yeah. Um, get to go to Ireland and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Uh, because Valhalla is so big, man. Yeah. You know, each of the DLCs, if you go to Asgard, if you go anywhere else, 
It's just it's like a whole nother map, man. Asgard is a very large map, and and it, it reminds me a lot of Odyssey. Whenever you were uh, um, had to go like to Hades and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and um, it's just it's just a whole nother map of itself with other missions. It's it's just they they they're, they're getting so big yeah. that it's just at times it can get very tiring. You know, and I think you brought that up one time before because we talked about how um, not to branch off so far off of you know Rainbow Six Siege exactly, news, but. You know, you talked about how um, at one point in time, everybody in the world was like, man, I wish more games were open world. And now that we have it and they are more open world, it's almost like it's too much. It is. Now, it is. The, the maps like continuously keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, so I got to kind of agree with you on that. But like what Bolt said, um, we're excited to see what they're going to show off. That is June 12th at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Twitch and on YouTube. So definitely make sure to look out for that. Really big, big, big thing for me as a Battlefield fan. EA has officially revealed the first look at Battlefield 2042. The release date and gameplay reveal has been announced. So they showed off the reveal trailer for Battle 42, uh, Battlefield 2042. And uh, it looks really cool, man. It's set kind of, you know, in the near future. Um, there is going to be a ton of stuff available for this game. So... It is set to be the largest battlefield yet with multiplayer matches having up to 124 players in a match at one time. Something else returning to the battlefield series is the danger of mother nature. Natural environments will be like never before. Not only will we see them endanger players, but they will add tactical advantages to those who strategize properly. However, Something new is coming this year, and that is the ability of being able to spawn a robot dog that actually helps you on the battlefield, grappling hooks to help you traverse buildings, and even wingsuits to make a swift exit from one of the many destructible buildings in the game. We've also learned that the gameplay reveal is coming on June 13th, and this could happen during the Microsoft press conference and lead to the game being announced for Xbox Game Pass, as rumors have said. (coughs) So, um... Some stuff was leaked a little early for Battlefield 2042. Um, and the cool thing is with Battlefield 22, uh, 2042, players will be able to uh, uh, jump into the boots of Specialist, an all-new type of playable soldier for the franchise. Inspired by traditional, by the traditional four Battlefield classes, Specialists will be equipped with their own unique Specialist traits um, and specialities. Uh, and will have a fully customizable uh, customizable loadout. As a specialist, players will um, as a specialist players will have access to cutting edge arsenals of weapons, equipment, and vehicles to use in battle. These powerful new tools give creative players uh, a wealth of options as they find the perfect combatants uh, combinations to fit their play style and outsmart the uh, the uh, outsmart and ungun good lord outsmart hey, and outgun the opportunities sweet on jesus the jesus oh. christ i don't know about you bolts but just overall the game just sounds to be ridiculous you know cuz it's like it's all out war and and actually from what i'm reading right here it says featuring the largest maps ever for the franchise and uh, and for the first time up to 128 players at one time on a map. There's hard zone mode, uh, all out warfare is that mode. And then there's hard zone mode, which is an all new high stakes squad based game type for the Battlefield franchise. 
that is a modern take on a multiplayer experience that is dis is distinctly dice, but very different from uh, All Out Warfare's Conquest or Breakthrough modes. And then it says, to be announced, the third experience being developed by Dice LA is another exciting new game type for the franchise. This experience is a love letter to Battlefield fans and one that longtime players will feel right at home with. Tune in to EA Play Live on July 22nd for more details. So we're going to see the first gameplay on, on June 13th, which I'm almost certain it's going to be at the Xbox press conference. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, Bolts. With all the details and stuff that we just talked about, I mean, do you think that Battlefield 2042 uh, sounds pretty exciting? I mean, it does. Um, I've never been a, the biggest Battlefield fan, and, and it has nothing to do with Call of Duty or, or Tom Clancy and Rainbow Six mm -hmm. or anything like that. Um, I just It's one of those franchises that I never got into, yeah. but I know it has a huge following, especially a couple of years ago when it released its first huge map of whatever, how many versus forever, how yeah. many. So um, it has a huge following. I know. I know you guys are excited for it. Um, and just from what we've seen, as far as the the little teaser trailer right here, is it just it, it looks it looks it looks good, man. Yeah. It really does. I mean, it really looks next gen, <clears throat> and kind of like what Bolt said. You know, when they first uh, released Battlefield, and it had like you know you could play sixty four player maps and all this other stuff. Call of Duty wasn't doing anything like that, you know, and. Um, for me, as a first-person shooter fan, I was really excited. So one of the best things about the Battlefield series, like I said earlier, is the um, dynamic weather, you know, of, of you being in the middle of a, of, of a uh, game and then just out of nowhere, like a sandstorm rolls in or a giant thunderstorm or something. And from what it seems, in this next Battlefield, um, you know, you'll be in the middle of a match and then just out of nowhere, you'll have, like, a tornado that pops up or... Um, you know, maybe even a snowstorm because they had that one ice map um, that looked pretty crazy. But there is one thing about this battlefield that some people are making into a big deal. Um, it has been stated by many uh, EA and DICE representatives that this game is set to not have a campaign mode. Um, so... That's a big choice because Battlefield has always had campaigns in their games. Now, mind you, this has been done by you know Activision before, and some people didn't like it and some people didn't care. Now, I will say this. Though I loved Battlefield 5's campaign mode and Battlefield 1's campaign mode, and I thought they were beautiful and gorgeous and all that other stuff, taking away a campaign mode to focus more on the multiplayer experience and make it the best that they can make it is not always a bad decision. Um, at this day and age, the way things are now, um, I completely understand, especially when it comes to first person shooters. Yeah. Unless it's a, unless it's a game that's been around. I mean, I know battlefield has been around for quite some time, but battlefield is to the point where it's just battlefield, like battlefield, call of duty, Tom Clancy. These are, these, these are online first person shooter, um, multiplayer games, and that yeah. and that's what they are. That's what they're built for. Um, they all three compete against one another. So every and, and everybody and, and anybody plays online. Yeah. The few people who don't play online, of course, like us here in East Texas, they live out in the boonies, and they do want that one player campaign. But as many times as I said, I wish they would always have that one player campaign. 
But when it comes to games like this, Battlefield, Call of Duty, Rainbow Six, and stuff like that, call the the, the campaign is is next to none and almost it's really non-existent, and it doesn't, in some cases, never need to be there. Yeah, because because people want that multiplayer experience, mm-hmm. and people don't, and people want them to focus all their time and energy for updates and, and, and battle passes and, and, and God knows whatever else to apply to the multiplayer to make that experience top of the line because exactly. that's exactly what Fortnite does. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, the crazy thing too is that EA uh, just recently also hired somebody um, from, uh, the, uh, from the Call of Duty team um, that was strictly over... Uh, the the battlefield or the battle pass aspect of Call of Duty. You know, he is what made um, he's what made Call of Duty Mobile the success it was. Yes. He's the one that made the changes to the battle pass system, and he now works for EA. So it really wouldn't surprise me if they did something like this to really focus on to really focus on more of a multiplayer aspect of of the game. So. This is the thing. Um, so Battlefield 2040, uh, 2042 um, is, is really crazy. Um, the the all-out warfare mode can be played with and against AI bots. Um, Battlefield 2042 is essentially three games in one, really, when you think about it. Um, also, um, from what they're saying, it says that it, it says, you know, DICE says to stay tuned to this. But it says free free to play and cross play is possibly coming to the game for, ba- um, for, for Battlefield. For Battlefield, and, and that's awesome. And, and and like we we discussed earlier, it possibly could come to Game Pass, which it most likely will come to Game Pass. Yeah, um, and that'll be great for for Xbox fans to be able to play mm-hmm. against PlayStation fans for free. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> uh, it says right here that, you know, uh, at this event, DICE was only willing to share uh, a few insights of the game. And it says that the uh, hazard mode says not sh- uh, we're not sure DICE repeatedly stressed that hazard mode is not Battle Royale. In fact, the studio's general manager said that there is currently there isn't currently one in development for the game. Details on the hazard mode have been kept under wraps uh, until late uh, until later in the year, closer to the launch. However, this mode will offer Battlefield players an entirely new experience, one with a major focus on tight squad play and some high stakes. Um, so it sounds very much like uh, a Battle Royale mode, but I'm sure they're going to put their own twist on it like they did with Firestorm because um, it was pretty much Battle Royale, but it was, um, you know, it had its, you know, a little bit of a different aspect to it. So. Um, I am very excited for this game. I'm very excited for what it's going to offer and what is going to be, uh, to, in my point of view, one of the best battlefields that we have seen um, year to date in quite some time. So, um, like I said, EA, make it right, do it right, do right by the fans. And if you do that, then you ain't got you ain't gonna hear nothing out of my mouth. So, Bolts, you got the next story. I, oh, do I? Yes. Do I? Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, once again, like we said, many things have been revealed this week, and it will many more will be coming up this this next couple of weeks. 
Um, the Summer Game Festival live stream kicked things off with the reveal of a new game from Gearbox and 2K, Tiny, T Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, it does the first game shown during the Summer Game Fest, uh, which is still going on. It is a spinoff from Borderlands um, and serves as a new standalone game that changes things up. Now, if uh, before I continue into this, um, Gear uh, Gearbox, <laughs> Borderlands 2 um, was one of the best games I've ever played in my life, especially with all the DLC and stuff like that. And if you did play the DLC, um, then you noticed that there was a um, a, a DLC ca uh, campaign called um, Assault on Dragon's Keep that was presented by Tiny Tina, basically. Uh, what it was is it was her it was her play on basically Dungeons and Dragons, but mm -hmm. of course it sucked you into the game first person shooter style and so on and so forth and i have a lot and i have a feeling that this game of course branches off from that now tiny tina's wonderland is um it is an epic high fantasy take on looter shooter genre players can create a customize their own customize their own multi-class heroes as they loot shoot slash catch um catch their way through <clears throat> outlandish monsters and treasure filled dungeons on a quest to, to stop the uh, the dragon lord <clears throat> bullets magic uh, broadswords yeah, collide across the chaotic fantasy world brought to life by the utter utterly unpredictable one of the best characters of any video game tiny tina um, and I really want to know if they're going to use the young version of tiny tina or the older version because the young version of tiny tina is awesome the borderlands 2 version so, so what the like the older version's not as awesome? Well, no, no, no. Well, I mean, she st it still has the same spunk and personality and mm. stuff like that. But just the the young tiny Tina, the way she came about things, it was just it was it was great. Yeah. Um, so Wonderlands is a, a is accumulation over a decade of on and off development by Gearbox towards a role playing shooter set in a fantasy universe. Uh, Gearbox Entertainment founder uh, said by Gearbox founder of entertainment and tiny Tina's Wonderland's executive producer, Randy Pitchford, uh, for me, bringing actual borderlands guns to fight dragons, skeletons, goblins, and more in an original fantasy world imagined by the galaxy's deadliest 13 year old tiny Tina. So they are going to use a 13 year old. That's great. I loved her. She was great in borderlands too. It was just, it's just one of those, what those, was the age gap between like young? Um, and old? I, I, I want to say like, Maybe ten years, I think it was. Yeah. So, um, joining players with uh, pl for the experience are Headstrong Captain Valentine, which is going to be voiced by Andy Samberg, uh, Rule Obsessed Robot Fret, which is going to be voiced by Wanda Sykes, awesome, <laughs> uh, and uh, and the beloved Bum Chunk Chunky T Tiny Tina, which is Ashley Birch, yeah. um, serves as the player's guide through the extraordinary tabletop realm where rules rarely apply. Uh, during the quest to defeat the dragon, Lord Will Arnett, which is playing the dragon, uh -huh. uh, play, uh, players will meet a cast of level misfits and a loot-wielding uh, barbarian and their very own fairy, Punch Father. So, it's it's, it's basically <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons, once again, <clears throat> yeah. um, on, a, on, a wider, on a wider scaled uh, version. So, it's basically its own standalone game. It's going to be great, and like, you, like I said... The 13-year-old version of Tiny Tina is one of the best characters ever, and and this is just going to play directly into what the old-school Borderlands is about. High-octane, super fantasy, 
<laughs> bullets, magic, and whatever else they can think of to put in this game, yeah. it's going to be great. And if it's going to be narrated by Tiny Tina through the whole thing, I'm all for it 100%. <laughs> Let's go. Well, it, it's exciting. I'm excited for Borderlands fans. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest Borderlands fan, of course. You know that. And, but I am excited for you, Bolts. Uh, especially since Tiny Tina is just one of your favorite characters. You always talk about her. So, um, sounds pretty great. I cannot wait to, to see what the game is going to be like. And, uh, you know, hear it from you, of course. Because I'm sure you're going to talk about it for weeks. Oh, yeah, dude. 100%. So, uh, in other big news, Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions have announced that Death Stranding, the director's cut, is coming to... PlayStation 5 and PC. So I'm very excited about this. I can't wait to see uh, what the game is really going to be about. But what's crazy is that in the reveal trailer, they showed off some really wild aspects that I don't think anyone expected. Um, The camera slowly pans in, and as it pans in, you start hearing Metal Gear Solid-style music. And then you see a room that looks almost just like the, the the first room that you play in in Metal Gear Solid 1. He grabs a box, turns it upside down, oranges fall out, he jumps on the inside of the box. So I don't know if this is just a teaser to, like, the director's cut is coming, but it's a right. teaser that Hideo Kojima has something to do with the Metal Gear Solid remake. But let me tell you something. If he does, I am going to lose it. I will lose my mind. I'm excited that Death Stranding is coming to PS5 um, and the director's cut's going to have more stuff in it and whatever else. That's really cool. But, dude, come on. I know. Metal Gear Solid exclusive to Xbox. Hey, hey listen. <laughs> I don't care. I got both consoles, so no, I don't no, care. No, no, no. I just... I, because cause it's funny you brought this up and then like a couple weeks ago, like I told you earlier, it was rumors that Xbox and Kojima were talking about in the process of making a game for Xbox. Yeah, exactly. I just... I just I, it was just... I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> That'd be huge. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, I, I'm really, really excited about this, um, and I hope that this means for sure that we are going to get um, a Metal Gear Solid remake. Uh, if if not, then I'll, I'll be disappointed. Um, this is just a quick hit. I got two quick hit topics, real quick. Um, because we do have um, a few things that a little bit lower that we do want to kind of get into a little bit more. Um, but Jurassic World Evolution 2 um, is coming. Uh, and it was announced during the Games Fest. Um, and it looks really awesome. Um, there is actual voices from the Jurassic um, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World series. Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard. Clever girl. Uh, and it seems like uh, from even what the trailer says, uh, Jurassic World 2 uh, will be going beyond... Uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2 will be going beyond the park. So the world has changed and the game does look very fun. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out as well as a tactics game that I did not expect um, at all to be announced. Metal Slug Tactics has been announced. One of the best arcade games of all time. Of all time. No question. The trailer was really cool. It was very, you know, old school like it needs to be anyways. Absolutely. Um, and uh, the, the game is co- uh, coming to PC 
um, just right now, but I'm sure uh, that, uh, you know, with it being a Metal Slugs game that we'll possibly see it on console and even maybe uh, Nintendo Switch. So uh, it is a tactic style game, and this was announced during the Summer Games Fest, and it looks really fun. It's very much just Metal Slugs. So for, for sure. And let me say something. You, you know those um, the small uh, uh, arcade systems that you can buy, like at Walmart and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they haven't made one for the Metal Slug series yet. <laughs> I'm serious. It was so good, man. It was so good. Um, another quick hit too. Uh, former. Call of Duty Zombie game director Jason uh, Blundell um, has popped back up, has resurfaced after a lot of people really haven't seen him on the internet much in quite some time. But it has been announced that he has uh, his game company, uh, I guess, what is this? Uh, I don't even know. Uh, Deviation Games. Um, Deviation Games. Um, is headed up by uh, Dave Anthony and Jason Blundell, former Call of Duty leads, and Blundell's name is, of course, known very well for what he did with the zombie series. But it says, we're drawing on what we've learned out over our collective of decades in the games, but we're also out to make something fresh, brimming uh, with innovation like you've never experienced before. So they have officially announced that they have partnered with Sony on a new IP. So uh, this will be a AAA new IP that will be coming from the minds of Call of Duty. And not just Call of Duty, but like some of the people that have built the Zombies franchise into what it is. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Now, Bolts, you and me are both really big Evil Dead fans. Um, but let's, let's hear about this next topic, Evil Dead the Game. <clears throat> Evil Dead the Game gets real bloody in first-person gameplay footage. Now... Um, if, if you know anything about <laughs> comedic <laughs> survivor horror movies or anything like that, then of course you know Bruce Campbell and the Evil Dead series, which includes Evil Dead, Ash versus the, uh, Ash versus Evil, the series, um, and of course one of my favorite movies of all time, Army of Darkness. Yes. Um, it's a <clears throat> Ash himself, Bruce Campbell walks walks gamers through a new extended look at gameplay for an upcoming Evil Dead video game. Um, <clears throat> Summer Game Fest brought gameplay footage of Evil Dead for the players to drool over, filled with all the blood, gore, monsters, and iconic characters from the movies, the series, and so on and so forth. Um, and, and that's really it. You 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 walk around. You could you you could play as Ash. You can play as um, as for for what I could see it was Eric the Red from Army of the Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, t- two characters from from the newest. Um, uh, Evil Dead movie, I believe, and and you just you you walk around, you drive around, you can destroy the the evil, you can murder the evil, you can slash the evil, um, and if you don't want to play as one of those iconic characters to survive the evil, you can play as the evil, yes. uh, which is an awesome little spin to it. I, yeah. I I'm glad they they entered that, and you can go around and try to kill Bruce Campbell and all the other iconic characters. Um, it just it, it looks like one of those games that if you enjoy blood, gore, violence, and I guarantee you there's going to be some wonderful one-liners in there. Oh yeah, some 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 cu- uh, uh, comedic references from the movies and from the series and so on and so forth. It just looks like a whole lot of fun, man. It really does. And what's cool about it is like what Bolt said: if you don't want to play as Bruce Campbell and the and the you know regular 
you know, demon hunting team, then you can play as uh, one of the iconic, you know, evil characters from the game. I'm sure there's going to be more DLC characters eventually. This game does kind of have that uh, Death by Daylight kind of look to it. Um, or even, you know, Friday the 13th uh, gameplay kind of look to it. And it, it looks really fun. And honestly, I'm really kind of surprised and shocked how good the game actually looks. The gameplay looks fantastic. The visuals look really, really good. And uh, it looks really smooth. It looks like something that's going to be a thrilling, fun game. Especially this type of game is a perfect game to do, you know, streams with or whatever. Or just have game nights. Uh, like, you know, if me and Bolts wanted to play, we can jump in and out, play what we want to play. And, uh, like if he wants to be evil and I want to be, you know, Ash or vice versa, then we can fight off against each other. And, uh, it looks really, really hey, cool. You don't want this smoke. Bolts, come on, man. Come on. You know, you know what's up. So the game is launching, um, for, uh, it's multiplayer co-op and PVP for PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, PS5, and it's coming to Nintendo Switch. So this uh, is, is going to be uh, enjoyable for all types of gamers. No matter what you play, you will be excited for this. So Bolts. What? I'm going to let you read the next one as well. So... Does anybody know what anybody know who From Software is? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> um, back in 2019, you got your first your first taste of a video game um, by George R.R. R. R. Martin, who basically wrote it in From Software. And it's a game called Elden Ring. Uh, we had our first gameplay footage of it released this week, and we got a release date. All that jazz. And it is exactly what you thought it would be. Um, huge, huge, huge monsters. Um, Fast-paced, you know, battle tactics going on. Um, and just a brief description. Um, a new world filled with fantastic tales and lore has been woven by that guy. Hidaki Matsusaki. Does that, that sound right? Yeah. Creator of the influential and critically acclaimed Dark Souls video games. And, of course, George R.R. R. Martin. Which, of course, everybody knows him. Game of Thrones, except for Season 8. That's not Game of Thrones. That's something else. Nobody really yeah. knows what that is. Uh, players will embark on a journey across a handcrafted world dripping in blood and deception brought upon by a variety of characters with their own unique motivations for helping or hindering the players progress adversaries with profound backgrounds and fearsome creatures. Uh, throughout their adventure, players will choose the fate of of this cursed land by unraveling its secrets and myths um, featuring a vast and seamless landscape with natural weather and time of day progression. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, players will become fully immersed in the world of Elden Ring as they begin their journey and choose on their own path. Traverse on foot or horseback. Um, did you see the, the, the way you could horseback in this whole land? Freaking nuts. Just bro. to like teleport up the wall and shit. Yes. Like, it was great. Uh, it bro, was great. I, saw, I was like, what is the horse doing? He was like, Hoo. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, you can do, you can do it alone or online with friends across grassy plains. That's, That's great. great. <laughs> that, bro, when I saw that, I was like, thank God. <laughs> now we can die together. Yes. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. Suffocating swamps with lush forest. 
um, ascends uh, spiraling mountains, enter breathtaking castles with uh, and witness other sites of grandeur on a scale never seen before in a From Software title. Elden Ring's role-playing and customization options allow players to define their own unique play style. For you, you get the biggest character with the biggest weapon and That's the biggest right. armor. For you, I, I just need two blades. That's what I was going to say. You're going to have the smallest <laughs> character that is the most agile with two blades. Um, ex experimentation is encouraged with a wide variety of weapons, magical ability, and skills found throughout the world, enticing players to follow previously unexplored progression paths. Yeah. Elden Ring gives players the opportunity to chart their own path through its world, choose to run head headlong into the fierce battle against daunting foes, or take advantage of the game's stealth. And combat systems to gain upper hand. It is up to the player to decide and to handle challenges how they feel free to do. Yeah. Holy crap, we have a release date. Of course, like I said, um, it's going to be January 21st of 22. Um, and I'm assuming it's going to be all systems except for this. I, I don't think it's going to. Does it come to Xbox One? I think it's kind of. And I think PS4? It's, I think it's just going to come to the next, next gen, gen PC. I'm going to have to buy one. Yeah. Sons of bitches. If I could find one. You can find one. I know, but I ain't paying that damn money for one. No, I'm not talking about like extreme money. I know. I know. But um, it's out there, y'all. Um, another From Software game. It's going to be a challenging game. Um, it's going to be a, a, a another, I, I guarantee you, beautifully, um, wor a, a beautiful world. It's going to just be mesmerizing. It's going to be another awesome game. Mm -hmm. And that co-op is, is one of the best things that they could have ever done. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, I totally agree, man. And uh, I'm really excited for it. I, I'm so, so glad that we finally got a release date, uh, especially with it being, you know, as as early as it is. I did not expect, to be honest with you, I really didn't expect that they were going to announce that Elden Ring was coming out in January at all. I'm sure you can agree with that. Like, I thought it was just going to be maybe a gameplay trailer and then it was going to come out like holiday next year or something. Um, maybe not that soon. I could have definitely seen first quarter, first quarter of, of 22, maybe not right after the holiday season. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we, we were presented, presented with it two years ago at E3. Yeah. So, um, we, we knew it was coming up, but, uh, but January 22, man. Pretty exciting. And something else that is, that is exciting is during, uh, Jeff Keeley's summer game. Who's Fest, that? Warner Brother Games joined the festival to bring uh, bring up their upcoming zombie shooter, Back for Blood. So they showed off a new gameplay trailer, and they also uh, announced that early access beta for players who pre-order the game will be coming August 5th to August 9th. And as an added bonus, players who pre-order the game will also get a uh, Fort Hope Elite weapon skin pack. Uh, although... If you don't want to pre-order the game and wish to test, players can register for a chance to, to partake in the early access beta. So I am very excited for this. The game launches October 12th of 2021 for Xbox Series XS, Xbox One, PS5, PS4, and PC. Bolts. We watched the little teaser for this, but Back for Blood is literally the spiritual successor of Left 4 Dead and... How excited are you for this? You game? know, for the most part, if it's anything like Left 4 Dead, which we we automatically assume it will be, um, it's going to be an amazing game. Yeah. Uh, Left 4 Dead on 360 was just where it was at. Yeah. Um, multiple party games, multiple nights playing that four. You know, it was just it's 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 exciting that they're coming back with it. Hopefully, 
um, the love for the game has not died out too much, which I don't think it has because I know people who religiously still play it. Um, so, um, you know, four-player co-op, zombies, monster, witches, whatever else they want to bring at us, man. It's going to be fun, dog. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and getting closer to wrapping up this episode of the podcast, uh, something that me and Bolts are also really excited for that was just announced. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and Warzone Season 4 gameplay trailer has been revealed. So while the full details are expected to arrive on Monday, June 14th, thanks to the reveal trailer, we do have some knowledge on Call of Duty Season 4 that will be coming to Warzone and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War in exactly one week on June 17th. Players can expect to play 6v6 and 12v12 matches on the desert map Collateral, uh, 2v2 tight space matches in the map Amsterdam, and 6v6 on the boat-based hijack map. So hijack is coming back. I'm so excited. Oh, absolutely one of the best maps there is. Um, and I love that map. Whenever I was playing, um, don't remember which, I think it was Black Ops 2 or Black, Black Ops 3 or whatever, um, I got really good with, um, at that time, it was the knife that shot the one blade. It's, it's in Black Ops now. Cold yeah. War. It's a knife that you can shoot the shoot the blade. It was a basically a, a one shot kill, and of course you, you you get all the perks and stuff where you make yourself silent and so on and so forth. Man, you start at one end and then you go down to the bottom. You run up underneath the ship as fast as everybody, faster than everybody. Excuse me, and then you just come up behind people and you just silently kill people. That was yeah. the best thing about hijack. I love doing that it's over and over map, and over. Man. But I'm glad they brought that map back because I guarantee you that will be one of the most played maps out there. Yeah. It's 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 small enough, but it's big enough for it's just it's a great map. It's man. it's, it's kind of it has its own uh, it has its own fan base. Honestly, it's kind of like Nuketown. Uh, there's yes. you know uh, hijacked is just one of those maps that you always expect in a Black Ops game. Um, but something else that is coming uh, is you know they showed off some new teasers for the zombie mode. Um, they also showed off that. The uh, that in Warzone, uh, the level is going to get a little affected. Uh, they're going to have like new modes available for Warzone. A satellite actually has fallen and fallen into the map, so I don't know exactly what they're going to do with that. Um, but I'm sure on uh, June 14th, we're going to see all kinds of new reveals for this upcoming season. Um, so lastly, Bolts E3 is uh, pretty much uh, underway now. Um, if you're listening to this on the 11th or on the 12th, uh, E3 is underway. So, um, on the 12th, we're getting all kinds of reveals and all kinds of stuff left and right. But one thing that is really cool is that, uh, on the 13th, we're going to be getting the 12th and the 13th. We're going to be doing all these showcases. So we're going to see the Ubisoft. We're going to see Square Enix. We're going to see, uh, Microsoft and Bethesda on the 15th. God, it's going to be so huge. Oh, bro. I'm telling you. They're going to show off on the 15th. The Nintendo press conference is happening. So it's really, E3 is really about to get in the swing of things. And, uh, you know, Centilinks is a place to come and check out content. So we're going to be doing video um, interviews. We're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. And speaking of video interviews, I recently had an amazing opportunity of sitting down with Brett Gao, executive producer at Signal Studios and uh, one of the uh, lead publishers at Accelerate Games. And we talked about the upcoming re-release of Toy Soldiers. So Toy Soldiers is a 
action um, strategy game that came out in 2010 on Xbox uh, on the Game Pass system. And uh, it was a really fun game. They've come out with all different types. Uh, they had one called War Chess that had like, you know, He-Man and all this other stuff in it and G.I. Joe's. And it's, it's a lighthearted war strategy game. And I'm really excited to play it again. War, uh, or War. Uh, Toy Soldiers HD is releasing um, fairly soon. And I want you guys to listen to this interview. I got to, as I said, I got to sit down with Brett Gow and talk about Toy Soldiers HD. And this is uh, a exclusive interview on Cinelinks.com. So I hope you guys really enjoy this 20-minute uh, interview that we did with Brett Gow. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to the 327th episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Make sure to check back soon. I'll be posting more episodes uh, this week than what I usually do to do reactions to some of the games and stuff like that. I'm sure some of them I'll have bolts and then some of them that will be solo casts as well. So love you guys. I hope you, you enjoy the, uh, the interview. Peace out. Peace. Hey guys, what's up? It is Celeb back again. It is E3 now and we have got some awesome stuff for you. We've got all kinds of stuff coming this week. To the Cinelinks team and Second Opinion Productions, it's going to be fantastic. But I am here with Brett Gow, and uh, this this man is, you know, in, in my book is, you know, he's like, you know, one of the the fathers of of gaming. And 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 I was kind of blown away after doing some research of some of the stuff that you've done in the industry and stuff. I, I know we're here to talk about toy soldiers, but I mean, game counselors, like, you know, like <laughs> like. I'm, I was blown away by it. Oh, you're giving my age away. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That was long ago. No, yeah. I, uh, yeah, no, I've been doing this for a while and um, I just lucky, so fortunate to, you know, the, the places I've worked with and, or at and the people that I've worked with. I mean, it's just, you know, that's the great thing about making games is it's, you know, one to to do something that you love but the collaboration and the creativity and to work with you know different people and yeah. just like yeah it's just that's the best part so yeah it is and you know you've been in the like like what you said you know i, I hate you know kind of talking about your age but you know you've been in the industry since the year i was born so i'm just gonna shoot that out there this dude is like he's got the history of all histories with him and he's done so so many things uh, in this industry, working on uh, you know all different types of projects, uh, many really cool things. Working with you know Nintendo and uh, working on you know I think you actually had some work with uh, the Turok uh, franchise as well, possibly. Yeah, yeah, we did uh, at, at at Acclaim. We 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 launched Turok. That was man, fantastic. Yeah, that's that's one of my uh, that's one of my hits of all hits. Like I'm just waiting for Turok to pop back up, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll right? see. <laughs> so, um, executive producer uh, at Signal, uh, correct? Yep. And uh, you also uh, work for Accelerate Games, uh, yep. publisher there. Um, so, we're here to talk about Toy Soldiers HD. So, Toy Soldiers originally came out in 2010. Um, and uh, I, I want to know kind of like what was the inspiration behind wanting to bring this game back? You know, what was, is it just something like that passion project or? 
I, I wouldn't say a passion project. Um, you know, the the creator and the and the you know founder of of Signal Studios, Dr. Albright. I mean, this is like his his baby. It was his idea, and uh, you know, I was working at Microsoft at the time when this game was you know coming out on yeah. XBLA, and, and we were super excited, you know, for that. And it's uh, you know, so I wouldn't say it's as much of a passion project as much as it's it's a great game to play yeah. and it's one of those games that you work on that you know you're really pleased with you know you're happy to put your name on it you're in the credits and you're just like it's you know it's it's great uh but there's always you want to do something more with it yeah. you know and so you know signal was able to get the rights uh to the to the ip back and decided that we wanted to come out and do something different with it and so that's that's where we came up with uh you know with toy soldiers hd yeah so and while it's a, I would say it's a remaster of the game. Uh, I mean, it's a completely different game experience for fans of, of the original game. Uh, this game includes, you know, all of the original DLC, but we've gone through and to, you know, take advantage of, of the new hardware. You know, it, it's a completely different gameplay experience in the sense that there's more waves, there was more units. I mean, we we've touched all of the different levels. Uh, you know, not from a complete redesign, but I mean, just like going through and really making polished tweaks and doing a lot of different things to the controls. And like I said, like with the number of units that you can have on screen at one time compared to what you could, you know, 11 years ago, I mean, it's, it just feels very different. So, yeah, you know, and it's just a lot of a lot of time and, and spent on that moment to moment and the pacing and, and just really trying to make something that, you know, has that that overall kind of visual aesthetic that that fans that of the first game you know it's got that humor and that charm of that you know the little toy soldiers and and you know and that and and we really wanted to keep that but really you know maintain uh, that but just like really kind of blowing out the gameplay experience so, yeah. yeah yeah and uh the you know the like the gameplay that i've seen and stuff it looks fantastic i'm very excited i'm a i'm a real big like any type there's a like a anytime there's a like a war type game uh, strategy game or even kind of like this with it being that like real-time strategy to where you can bounce back and forth of you know building your infrastructure to take on the waves and then just automatically dropping down and playing that you know third person experience of you know taking these toy soldiers down and stuff it's just so cool and when when the game uh, first came out, um, I didn't play it right off the bat, but, you know, I eventually I played it and then I saw, you know, Toy Soldiers, uh, you know, all the other games that came out as well. And with this, though, uh, you were talking about the new content, um, like it's going to have all like the original DLC and stuff, which I'm super excited to play. Um, and uh, with that new content. Is there is it is it something that was possibly just not added to the game originally? Or is this just all brand new content to expand the game uh, and just make it even more amazing than it already is? I, I think it's a combination of the two. There's always things that that you kind of left on the table or things that you know it's it's like art. It's never quite done, so you always you know you wanted to go back and touch on some of those things, some of the controls, some of the camera movement, things like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, but some of it's. You know, we we wanted to you know change the, the the level of challenge, you know, and but not go too far away from what the core of the mechanics were. So you know, for us, gameplay always rules out, you know, yeah. and so it's not not just the pacing, you know, between the course of one single mission, you know, but through that the entire campaign itself, you know, it's like you kind of have those peaks and valleys where it's challenge, it's a little more challenging, or you know, um, 
you're spoon feeding new experiences to the player that are reinforced through the gameplay. So by the time that they get later in the game, they have to be, you know, pros at that, you know, yeah. they have to be an expert at doing all that. So, uh, but you know, new content, I mean, there's uh, 24 missions in, in the level. It includes all the DLC campaign uh, or the DLP, DLC mission packs as part of the campaign. Um, you know, we, we also included three experimental levels that play completely differently. And so in, instead of just placing turrets, you know, on placements uh, or building them on placements that you can just kind of drop them in the ground where you want. And oh, so awesome. that is an idea that we were experimenting around with yeah. and we wanted to put that in there. Yeah. So, uh, and then we have three brand new levels that are included that you unlock. So oh, awesome. one, the long push is, uh, I mean, it's a different kind of level. It's, yeah. it's massive. It's a very long experience. And then we have like Knights of the air, which is an all air battle. So, yeah. and I mean, that's fantastic going through and, you know, you're, you're dog fighting and you're, you're fighting, you know, shooting all these things, but then you got enemy waves on the ground that come through as you're flying down, just kind of mowing down, you know, hordes of troops. So yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty cool. So it's, it's, it's kind of a combination of those different things. Oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah. you know, too, I saw there's, there's online play. Is there online play with the game as well? Yeah. So yeah. we have a multiplayer mode that's one V one and there's nine different uh, uh, missions or, or levels, I should say. Uh, you got quick match and you got private match and in private match uh i mean it's just a plethora of different variables that you can set to play and customize the game experience how you want so and each each one of those uh level designs is is it's different so it you know it allows you to play the game a little bit differently uh how you want and through the course of gameplay some of the things that we've done is is really try to emphasize that on the multiplayer side so you can you know, change your course and your strategy in terms of how your opponent's playing against you and kind of mix it up and, you know, not just to defend against, but to try to attack in different ways yeah. too. So, that's that's yeah. fantastic, man. And I'm just, you know, just as a big advent gamer that I am, I have a I have an arcade that has like 45,000 games on it. So there's a lot of times I go back and I, I play some of the classic Super Nintendo and, you know, NES, Atari, whatever. And I, I love strategy games. I was a really big fan of Sid Meier's All, uh, Alpha Centauri. And uh, it was just, it kind of blew my mind. I was like, what, what is this game? <laughs> you know, so uh, the first time that I played Toy Soldiers, I, I felt that way as well. Like I remember when, when Jordan, my boss, had hit me up and he was like, hey, man, we got this thing for Toy Soldiers. Do you want to do it? And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, no <laughs> question. <laughs> so the good thing about it, too, is that it is it is the, the war-style game, but it is it still has that family-friendly kind of feel to it as well. It has that kind of comedic aspect, and and it's it's something really cool. I actually I thought about Toy Soldiers in um, when, when I played, when I reviewed uh, Call of Duty World War II, because in that game there was a toy soldier multiplayer map that you were walking around as like you know army men and whatever and you were in a big sandbox and i was like they stole this idea from toy soldiers yeah <laughs> we we kind yeah well yeah we'll yeah. just say you know thanks for the nod so how about that? Yeah. um so also um you know we talked about your history in the in the games industry and stuff but like being somebody that has worked with not just you know microsoft but has worked with nintendo uh how cool does it feel to see this game going on to nintendo switch especially being able to play this type of game on something like the nintendo switch Lite? 
Yeah, no, I, you know, uh, I started off at Nintendo. I'm always going to be a, a huge Nintendo fanboy, and that's not to take away any of my love or appreciation for any of the other consoles. But yeah, yeah no, it's it's you know, it's it's really exciting. You know, and and, and I really think that this game it, it works well, you know, for that Switch audience. And so, yeah, I mean, it does. It has a little special place in my heart to to be able to put that out. And I, I actually really, you know, one. It's we're all really proud of the game, and that's yeah. you know it's like yeah, it's and, and it is a team effort. Everybody's worked really hard on this. I mean, yeah. it's not like I'm not doing the programming; I'm not doing the art. So I mean, it's everybody. It's like it's a real team effort, and everybody should be, you know, they worked really hard. But to have this come out on on Switch for the first time on a Nintendo platform, uh, we're really excited. So yeah, I think a lot of people are actually excited because you know. Uh, when I told my wife about it and, and you know, what I was going to be talking about today, she was like, well, what is it? And I showed her the trailer on YouTube and stuff. And she was like, so it's a strategy game. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, you can play it on the go. So she's a banker. So she was like, so maybe I can take it to the bank and strategize while I'm trying to strategize people into making loans. I said, yeah. That's <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's, it's just really cool, man. But it's, it's crazy too, to really think, where how far the industry has come you know um because um uh from from personal experience and from your experience to see how the industry is now and you know playing some of the games that 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 i play and seeing some of the hype around games uh, you know like call of duty and and battlefield 2042 was just like revealed today and it's such this grand giant scope of things it really does make me appreciate the the years that we we got these type of games because it's such a different perspective of of gaming. You know, you have you have these brutal games out there. Of course, you know it's it's that's the kind of the gist of things now. It's like you know, Call of Duty is dark and it's crazy, and then Battlefield, it's same thing. It's mega and it's you know super crazy. But then you you still have some of those games like the you know soon to release Ratchet and Clank series that is family friendly, and it's and for me being a father of you know two, I, I want a game that I will be able to not just play in front of my kids but you know give them a chance to play it without having to censor anything like that. So, um, it, it with with the you know I know that you didn't work on like you know the full original aspect of it, but just the 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 dev team as a whole you know is that something that they kind of thought too when wanting to bring this back because me personally i can play mature games all day long but you know i feel like that that kind of um e for everyone thing is kind of going out the window you know what i'm saying it seems like everything's just too dark now is that something that they kind of took in a, a to hold as well well we really you know um I don't know if that was like one of the major drivers, but it, it, it is something that we feel very passionately about. You know, it is, you know, if you look at the context of what the game's based off of World War One, it's a horrible, horrific yeah. experience, yeah. you know, so, but, and, and each, you know, each part of the game itself, you know, the, the missions and all the different vehicles and the weapons, they're all based off of real, yeah. you know, things, even experimental things. Yeah. Although maybe not the giant robot yeah. bot, <laughs> at the very end, maybe that wasn't, but, Take a little too much liberty, yeah. but no, you know, trying to create it in, 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 you know, deliberate experience that fans of all ages, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, with the split screen and the couch play, yeah. you know, that's, that's really important for, you know, not just for somebody to sit down with their kids and be able to play it, but, you know, like yourself, you know, um, 
you played the original. We've, we've got a lot of response from different people that have played the original, that have kids of their own now that are excited to be able to sit down and yeah. have some they can play. And um, yeah, and so that I, I think that that is, that is one of the things that I think made the original game work because it does appeal to a, a larger audience. Yeah. Um, but it is something that you can sit down and play and, and it's challenging, uh, you yeah. know, but you, it is also, you know, to the point that you can sit down and, and a younger audience can, can actually, you know, enjoy that as well. So. Yeah. And that's, no, it's nice that you recognize that. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and that's something too, <laughs> that, um, you know, I see, I see some of these things when I go to these, some, some of these events and I see these really young kids playing like even Fortnite. When you know they're doing, you know, uh, you know, building and stuff, and it's like, and I talked to Hugo Martin uh, from ID Software about that, and he was like, you know, I see my son playing Fortnite, and he's doing, you know, building and stuff, and I'm like, what the hell, you know, what is, <laughs> what is this? And it's like we're in a completely different age of gaming now. Just it's it's almost shocking sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, it is interesting too, because think about, it. I mean, the gaming has been around, but it's like, I mean, it's part of the culture now. Yeah. It's like, not only is it part of the culture, it's accepted and it's, I mean, it's, and it's a huge part of everybody's life. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been doing it for a long time and it's, you know, but it's, it's an amazing thing though, too, not only just in terms of how things have expanded and the things that you can do now, but the social aspects and yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's, it, and I'm really excited to see where it's going to continue to grow to. Yeah, I agree. And it is really interesting as well. You know, being someone that I worked at GameStop for 10 years and, you know, being in the industry at the at the age of 16 and doing the stuff that I've done, it, you know, um, it is really good to see that type of stuff, to see, you know, those people out there that, that do have that response now and parents that don't just look at it like when I was young, you know, having my dad or somebody telling me like, okay, well, hey, listen, you've been playing the game for 30 minutes. Get outside and start working or something, you know. They're really starting to understand that it's not just a, a hobby or something, you know. This is something that, some of these, you know, young kids could really make into a career now, and it's easier now to get into the, the gaming world and gaming community than it than it's ever been. So, it, it's spectacular. Um, but to to <clears throat> get back to the game and stuff, so, um, you know, one of the big things now is Xbox Game Pass. You know, it's like a you know really large thing is that something that y'all have considered with this game have y'all ever thought about maybe possibly bringing this game to xbox game pass with its history of, of, of being on the xbox console yeah i mean it was like the original games were on their game pass yeah. uh you know because it was published by them but mm -hmm. you know with the, with the transfer rights you know that was taken back down and we'll yeah. see where that goes okay you know we'll yeah. see we'll see how that works out we're always open to look into different things okay Fantastic. And uh, kind of lastly, um, I, I want to, uh, you know, ask the the age-old question that I usually ask in most interviews that I do. This is not the last that we're going to see of Toy Soldiers, is it? Like, we're gonna, are we possibly going to, is this kind of like a, putting a little bit more oil in the engine to get down the road? <laughs> uh, we definitely have, as always, you know, more ideas on things that we'd like to work on, yeah. so... Yeah, okay. so the the will will there I I think the future looks bright for Toy Soldiers. Fantastic. Yeah, cuz I was a yeah. you know, I played, you know, Toy Soldiers War Chest, I think, and uh um seeing that type of like craziness that was in the game at that time and and whatever it would be so cool to to see, you know, even more expanse uh from from this this game that honestly um it's really weird to think that it was 11 years ago that it came out. 
Um, but honestly, that when when I played it was just kind of a shock and awe to me because at that time, especially in 2010, those games kind of started taking that darker turn of like you know real serious first person experiences and stuff. And uh, I was really missing strategy games. So having a real time strategy game like this, especially coming back on these new consoles, you know. Um, is going to be great, um, uh, and, and and I can't wait to see what people are going to react to it like. Um, yeah, no, we're excited too. Uh, I mean, we're very pleased with you know the work that we've done. It's been a great team effort, but on top of that, we're just excited to to get it out on these new platforms and get it in the hands of new players. Yeah, you know, there's there's that contingent, that audience of of people that remember the game like yourself that are excited to play it. But I mean, there's so many more people out there too that haven't had a chance to experience this yet, and we're like we're really excited uh, to you know for them to get their hands on it. Yeah, and uh, real quick, lastly, I wanted to ask as well. Like with PS5, Xbox Series X, and Series S out now, is there any type of you know like visual improvements by playing these on these consoles? I know these consoles are are more powerful than you know Xbox One and PS4 and whatever. But are you are, do you know if there's any type of boost that will be uh, available well, they, on that? I had some the- people asking. Yeah, they do the upscaling, and we've done some work to that, but it not not a huge amount. I mean, so I mean, um, yeah, there there are some enhancements, but it's it's not it's not like we're we're making at this time, you know, this this version of the game specifically for those <laughs> those platforms. So. Yeah, well, I'll just be waiting on that, you know, PlayStation or Xbox, you know, uh, version of the game to come out. So no, I'm very excited to play it as well, but. With it being E3, um, I do have to ask as well, is there any game that is coming out that you've seen so far or that you've heard rumors about that you're just really excited about or that you want to play in general? Um, You know, um, I, a lot. I mean, nothing that, that just jumps to mind. Right yeah. off that, you know, it, the Ratchet and Clank, the stuff that they, and it wasn't just, you know, but that, I mean, and I know it sounds completely, I'm an artist too. Yeah. So like I look at, and, and, and I know our game doesn't have that same type of, you know, like it looks like a, like a, a live action cartoon, but uh, you know, just like seeing some of the, the direction that, that where people are going visually, but on top of it, I'm really like, I always like discovering after the fact, some of the things that maybe I, I wasn't excited about some of those little gems things that you know people are doing things differently from a gameplay yeah. experience standpoint that's that's unique and, and just different so those are the things that i get more excited about yeah. like just like just to see what's different and unique uh i think you know we've talked about how the industry has changed a lot and there's just it's so more wide open now for people to create and put their own content and and, and really kind of expand uh, on their own vision and their ideas and that that's that's what i get excited about like what's different what's unique how is somebody trying to do something or create even a smaller experience that's you know completely different than something i played before so yeah and kind of like what you said too one of those games that really blew my mind with you know artistry was media molecules uh, dreams um you know i've i just kind of thought uh, well maybe it's just a, a kind of gimmicky game and going into that and seeing the creativity that not just developers are doing but like even fans um, it's just, it blew my mind. Uh, and it made me respect the, the artistry of games a lot more than I already did. I don't know if you've had a chance to really play dreams or see what's been featured in that game, but it's wild. No, but that vision that allows the, the other people to interact and create. And I mean, it's just like, yeah, it does blow your mind like that. Yeah, so. it really does. But 
Toy Soldiers HD, guys. It's coming out in August. Is there not like a set date just yet, or is that something? Uh, that, not that we've announced yet. Okay. August. We'll just leave. We'll leave it as August. <laughs> well, listen. If the series. when the game does come out, and uh, if I get you know caught up on anything, I'm going to call the game counselors, and you know, <laughs> I'm going to hope that that I get a little bit of help. <laughs> yeah. No, and uh, you know we'll be we'll be showing more of the game later. You know, more of a hands-on, and uh, and 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 as we you know wrap it up, and we're getting close to the finish and finishing off some of the stuff on multiplayer. Yeah, love to get you involved in playing some of that with us too. Of course, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be fantastic. I would love to. I, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to get in there and and show you guys what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's been great talking to you, man. And guys, yeah. definitely make sure to check out Accelerate Games. Make sure to check out Signal Studios. And please, do yourself a favor. In August, when Toy Soldiers HD comes out, whatever console you're playing on, if you want to play it at your house or play it mobily or just whatever, definitely make sure to buy this game. Check us out at Cinelinks.com. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, James. We really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, thanks for your time. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Was that fun? Yeah. That was fun. This was another opinionated episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Check out the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, iTunes, and Cinelinks.com. Also, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Second Opinion Podcast, for tons of gaming content coming soon.